26. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right. Psalm chapter 13. Yeah. Man, Psalm chapter 13, bro. It's uh, has been a frequent one of mine yeah. over the years, bro. And uh, it's a lament again. And he's asking the question of how long. Right. Yep. So four times in the first two verses, he's going to say this phrase, how long? How right? long? And, you know, the thing I just thought about from the first two verses is, man, the duration of trials often lead us to believe in the presence of God's absence. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like, yo, how long? And I'm, I, I imagine that many people listening this morning uh, probably have asked that question in one area of their life or another. Right. Yeah. How long will I deal with depression and anxiety? How long will I struggle with this sin, right? How long will these relationships and my family be strained and struggle? How long do I have to convince people that injustice exists, right? Like, how, how, long, long, how long is the pandemic going to go on? How long is the pandemic? That's what I was going to get to. <laughs> how long is the pandemic going to last, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, like, I think that the Psalms are dope, bro, because... We don't just feel the same things they feel. We've prayed the same things they've prayed, bro. That's good. That's, and so that's what makes it so relatable. Yeah, 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 man. Just to your point, like when God feels distant, it's easy for us to feel defeated, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but this is the dope thing of, uh, about this psalm is that, man, prayer begins where our own power or even our own patience comes to an end right? Amen. Desperation Amen. really starts with at least these like three healthy and right expectations, right? One, things shouldn't be this way. My relationships, my family, world mm. health, uh, justice, mm. things shouldn't be this way. Two, mm. God needs to do something about this. And three, God should have already done something about this. Why hasn't he yet? And where yeah. you find yourself mm in that desperation, this is where mm. folks cry, how long? And we talked about this in Revelation 6.10. Um, you're actually in good company when you cry out to God, how long? Because even yeah. the saints in glory that are in the presence of God are mm. crying out that exact same thing to him right now. God, how mm. much longer until you go down and vindicate us? Mm. Absolutely, man. Oh, that's yeah. excellent. Yeah, I love how you tied in the end uh, of of history too, and the saints who are with us singing these same songs. Yeah. And in verse three to four, bro, he asks for God to restore him. Right? right. He asks for God to answer him. And again, this psalm is not specific, super specific, because it applies to so many situations. Right. Right. Restore brightness to my eyes, and this is a vitality, a renewed disposition. And he's like, if you don't, God, if you don't answer me. It's a wrap for me, right? right. <laughs> like, if you don't come through, like I, like I don't know what I'm gonna do, right? Right. And you just see the desperation he has in prayer, and the irony is, man, that the desperation before God in prayer is not the antithesis to His deliverance. Right. It actually becomes the avenue to it. Absolutely, right? yeah. Right. Yeah. Like this desperation, like God wants us to right. cling to Him and be dependent upon Him. And sometimes he will allow certain things in life to get us to that point. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so what you see here is that, right? That yeah. he acknowledges, look, the only hope 
for victory is the intervention of God, right? So he's so desperate that there is no, I'll be just fine, right? <laughs> yeah, it I'm is, be all right. Right, nah. it's, no, God, if you don't come, things are a wrap. It's, so it's God, either you're going to rescue me mm-hmm. or I'm completely ruined. Yes. And, and this desperation uh, is actually a gift, like you said, right? So one of the mm-hmm. things that um, addicts will talk through is this thing called the gift of desperation, that they've lived their whole lives thinking, no, I can quit any time that I want to. And then they get to a place where they're at the rock bottom and they mm-hmm. say, right, you get to a place where it's like, unless some higher power comes and steps in and intervenes, yeah. I'm done for. Mm-hmm. And he calls out to God for that help. Uh, yeah, yeah, the same way that we do. Absolutely. And he says, yo, but I, but this transition point, this is the uh, transition point in the psalm. He says, but... I have trusted in your faithful love, right? right? Like this, this contrast, yo, in spite of this desperation I'm feeling, he says, yo, I'm gonna trust in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. David's deliverance comes from being reminded of God's disposition Mm. towards him, right? Yeah. The thing, listen, the thing that we see here is that the love of God is the lifeline of the people of God, That's right? His faithful love and kindness is what we cling to in the thick of affliction. And this word, faithful love, echoes throughout the Old Testament. It is the chesed, love of God, that is revealed to the people of God after they come out of Egypt, right? Right, And the Bible is structured along this line of covenants, this binding oath or agreement that God makes with his people. And the beauty of us as Christians, he made this oath at the cross, Right. right? As, as partakers of the new covenant, we see the love of God in a way that the people of God have never seen in the history of time. Right. right? Yeah. We see Jesus die for us. We see him resurrect for us. And that, that central event is the proof. That's the right. reference point. Right. Right. Through which we make sense of all of life. Right. Through which we make sense of God's activity in our lives. That's good, bro. And so it's through remembering the cross and resurrection that we can say, no, no, no. Even in the midst of the worst like moments ever your disposition towards me hasn't changed and you're going to deliver and in the worst time since god's disposition to us hasn't changed our disposition can change right so it's like this prayer what it does is it removes our concerns before it rearranges our circumstances so Mm. god does give them help but help comes in the form of hope Right. Yeah. Things for him haven't changed in those six verses. Verses, right. He's still there. And most of us, when we picture deliverance, it Mm. comes in the change of a particular circumstances, right? Chains falling off, health being restored, our loved ones that are on their deathbeds getting up. But Mm. because of the cross, we are pointed to a brighter future. And as we look at the possibility of a changed future and smile now a smile based on a possibility is still a real smile right Mm, things mm. still really change from him the help that he gets from god that we get from god comes in the form of hope and that Mm. gives us present joy in the midst of not just at the end of in the midst of the hardest times yeah yeah amen 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's pray. God, we ask that you would restore that brightness to our eyes right now. You are the only one that knows the specific in and outs of the situation that we're in right now, but you have promised that you're better than all of them, Father. So I pray that you would help us to have real smiles today as we hold on to that real, real hope. It's in Jesus' name.